What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always To There Are, a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah, here with my co-host, Steven. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. It is great to be back. It has been a day, and now it is a night, a night that we're recording. And it's That's true. A good night. It's been more than a day. It's, it's been a week. <sighs> oh, I would just say, like, today has been a day. Oh, in the, yes, it has. In the, the, the meaning of... In the meaning of life, the grand scheme of things. 42. Anyway, welcome back to our Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> podcast. Um, no, no, no. This week we are talking about Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. It's the one where the Empire strikes back. Um, this is the Why do they strike back? Because we struck and then they struck. Good answer. It would have been deep. The Empire Strikes if the Death Star hadn't blown up. Uh, well... Technically, they did strike a planet before it blew up. Well, and then the, the rebels struck back, and now the empire strikes back again. Whoa! Did I just ruin Star Wars for everyone? I'm no, sorry. No, just me. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, I can live with that. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, it is the fifth movie slash episode in the Star Wars Skywalker saga. Um, fifth, re- fifth canonical order no. second release order sixth seventh canonical order if we're yes. counting both sets if, if, you count if solo. you've made it this deep into the podcast and you don't know those things just props to you for sticking with us <laughs> yeah um yeah that's about all i got for this little intro Cue into the music, the music. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Josiah. Yes. You said you're going to be answering this kind of on the fly. So, yeah. who is your favorite character? Off the top of my head, and the answer is Han Solo. Still? Yeah. Why? Um, Because he's a scruffy-looking nerf herder. That's true. I like scruffy-looking <laughs> I told you that was the answer. <laughs> uh, inside jokes. <laughs> Off air side jokes. <laughs> yeah, that works too. Uh anyway, um yeah, Hansel is great. Uh I'll say he, he definitely gets a lot better in this movie. Yeah. He I mean, becomes, you have like he has a lot more moments in this movie. He's pretty one-dimensional in episode 4. Uh it, this one he becomes two-dimensional. Yeah, you get a little backstory. You get some cool moments with him and uh, people. Um, you get... Is that, was that like not trying to spoil things? No, I just... I didn't want to name... like I didn't want to go like Darth Vader, Lando. That's really it, but like... <laughs> he, he, he gets some development with Leia. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. when she says that her hands are dirty. Then she says, I love you. And he goes, I know. Like an absolute jerkwad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like rule number one in the don't reply to I love you with this statement. And it's like, I know. It's the first one. Well, sh- he is pretty cocky. Yeah. You know, never mind. This is a bad joke. Okay. Um, yeah. If it's not Han, then it is pre- 
awakening Yoda. Pre-awakening? Yeah, you know that moment when Yoda goes, he's like crazy, and then he goes like, and all oh, of a sudden, okay, yeah. all of a sudden he like zones in, and he's like, he's back, like Yoda's back. Yeah. Pre that. <laughs> sure. When Did... he's like banging on R2-D2 with his walking <laughs> stick. It Honestly, that might be my favorite moment in the movie. Because... We haven't gotten to that yet. No, 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 no. Probably my favorite. But like when, and honestly, this movie is made ten times better by the bad lip reading videos. It really is. Specifically, seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Let me grab my beanie. (laughs) 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 Seagulls. It's so good. It's so yeah. It yes, very memeable. Lots of lots of memes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so Han Solo is really good in this movie. He, he does climb the that ladder. All my favorite characters in this are not the side characters. It's all the main characters. Yes, this time it's the other half of the coin. <laughs> uh, I hate you. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I'm your host to ruin your. Whoa, podcast. hey, co-host, co-host, don't. Oh, did I say host? Don't get cocky, kid. Don't play coy with me. <laughs> Um, make me destroy you. <laughs> I could burn this whole thing to the ground. Ah, man. Oh, I like that voice. Continue. Steven, think... who's your favorite character in the Empire Strikes Back Episode 5 Star Wars? That was highly specific. Yeah. You know, that one Ugnaught that tosses C-3PO's head playing Keep Away from Chewbacca. My favorite. I don't know anything about him. He's on screen for a second. I can tell by your face you're not buying this. I'm broke. I don't buy anything these days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, my favorite character, like Han Solo is definitely up there. He has a lot more depth to his character. But, you know, honestly. Still got that body in his ship. I probably like Lando the most. Valid. I I tend to look forward to Cloud City whenever I watch this movie the most. Uh, there's something about he is he's a rogue, but isn't a rogue. <laughs> he's just a not stealthy rogue. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a charisma build rogue, not a dex build. No, the thing is, most rogues are Dex Charisma or Dex Wisdom. He is a Charisma... He's a Charisma Dex build. He just didn't take stealth. I don't think he's... Because that... he's good with ranged weapons. He's good at at vehicles. He's just not good at hiding. Yeah, I would... When you become the leader of an entire like city-state, then... Oh, we're I talking think... about... We're still talking about Lando. Lando is a bard. Who did you think we were talking about? My brain was saying Han Solo. Oh, I would say he's because he's the roguish character. He's definitely a bard. He's a multi-class, but he's not Dex. He's one hundred percent charisma and wisdom. Yeah, he he has neutral Dex with like a plus one blaster. 
That's, yeah. that's why he's good with it, but he's he uses his words and is talking to get out of stuff. Yeah, when I said he's good with ranged weapons and flying things, I was talking about Han Solo. Oh. But no, yeah, he's a bard 100% through and through. The amount of times he's in a fight and he, like, yells something at someone, that's bardic inspiration right there. I mean, sure. <laughs> the reason I, I call him a rogue is because he's the sleight of hand. He's all got a lot of sleight of hand kind of stuff going on. But it's all charisma. It's all like charisma. It's which all is, social sleight of hand. Right. That's why I say he's a charisma build rogue. Because it's all sleight of hand, but he distracts you with his charisma. Should we just put in what D&D class is Our his character? As that one could of be the, a whole episode. It could be. Or maybe that's a character spotlight question. The, yeah. What, yeah. What, what D&D class is this yeah. character? Yeah. Welcome to our new format of this podcast, Star Wars D&D. We've actually talked about that. We have. Um, Welcome to our Patreon, where you can watch us be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite moment. Favorite moment. Um, it is either... Yeah, it's either Dark Spooky Cave. That's a good moment. And you you want to know why, Steven? Why? You want to know why Dark Spooky Cave is my Why name? Dark Spooky Cave? Well, you Robot see, Chicken? there's another character in the Star Wars universe that goes to Dark Spooky Cave. Okay. Uh, he's a personal favorite of mine. Han Solo. His name. Oh, no. I know what you're going to say. Is Galen Merrick. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cal Kestis. His name is Galen Merrick. And he is awesome. And he also goes through Spooky Cave. And therefore, I love Spooky Cave. <laughs> oh, so he also goes to Bespin. <sighs> Who? Karkoa? Starkiller? Who is Karkoa? Starkiller. Yes, yeah, Starkiller. Yeah. He goes to Bespin. So why is Bespin not your favorite place? Because I'm going to nitpick this because into the ground. His sequence in Spooky Cave is really cool. That, okay, that's a fair point. I'll accept that. He's like trying to save Juno, but Juno's not real. But like Darth Vader's there. So, is it your favorite moment in Star Wars in the movie? Just the movie. It's either that or the Battle of Hoth. Battle. Of Hoth I really is like good. the Battle of Hoth. See the. The Battle of Hoth is very similar to the trench run in that it's like one of the most revisited in the video games. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy, like I have like very vivid memories of playing through like the battle of Hoth on the original battlefront two. Yeah. I was going to say it is the battle of Hoth was other than like battlefront two's hero mode. The battle of Hoth was my favorite map because it was big. It, I really like to play snipers in those kinds yeah, of shooter yeah. games, and it, it's it had that like upstairs like it does, oh. and I don't know. There's just something it it really lends itself to we long also have range like, sniping. It has like the power generator that like there's shields yeah on the base, but if you take down the power generator, then it puts down the shields, and then like you can go get in the walkers and like it yeah. had a lot more than just go take down right. bases. It and was it. Like, it I thought it was a well-designed... Because you had the giant outside area. 
you had a bunch of different trench areas, and then you actually had the interior of the base. Yeah. Uh, with the hangar, the hallways, and then the back hangar where the big transport ship is. Yeah. Um, so, I was like, I also liked the, the hunt mode on it, where it was just like an army of wampas just tossing yeah, rebels yeah, and stormtroopers yeah. high into the air. <laughs> so, it was a fun map. Um, I will say, not really a moment, but I think Luke's Bespin flight suit might be my favorite Luke skin in the entire saga. Oh, his like beige khaki outfit. I'm pretty partial to his all black getup in episode six. That's valid. I, I, I don't know. I like the idea of Jedi, of a Jedi who is willing to embrace like the darker side of their personality. Just wear black. Yeah, you know, emo <laughs> edge lord. <laughs> Mom flips their hair. Was gonna go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then he steps out and starts doing the uh, the Spider Man dance. <laughs> Flips uh, some finger guns and some ladies walking down. Some some female officers walk down the hallway in the Death Star and he's just like, finger guns. And then they die because it's real guns. <laughs> I was going to say because it's the force. <laughs> <laughs> the finger guns just force shove them off the walkway. <laughs> oh, I need this in a video game now. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, um, yeah. Sturfin. Your. <laughs> Did you expect me to respond in a different way? Where, where's your favorite murmur? My favorite moment? You're... <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you? I don't think you are. Um, Welcome back to our comedy podcast. <laughs> my favorite moment is... I do like the Yoda sequence when he first introduces himself and he's just, like, being a menace. <laughs> because you know me. I like to be a menace, too. Um, he starts, like, eating food. <laughs> just <laughs> What's this? It tosses so the rest. Uh, steals a light. And she's like, "This is mine now." It Thanks. Hold, it's so funny to think that he's an old Jedi Master, and he finds the flashlight, and he's like, <laughs> "That's probably why he wanted <laughs> exactly. it." Exactly. Uh, okay. It's his inner kid, his two hundred year old inner kid coming out. I do have a question. Hmm. Was it all a bit, or was Yoda like certifiably insane until Luke brought him back? I think it was a bit. I think it's a, a persona Yoda develops in the event that somebody comes to Dagobah looking for him. He can just... They'd be expecting exactly what Luke was expecting. Someone stoic, reserved, a quote-unquote Jedi master. But being crazy, eccentric, intrigued by the most random of things... Would throw someone off and just be like, oh, it's just a crazy hermit. He knows nothing. I'm leaving. And which is almost what Luke did. 
And I think it's something that Yoda devised as a cover. Just as an added layer of defense against anyone looking. My, um, I think... I don't know. I think there's a piece of it that's him actually like... Something had to be unlocked. I don't know. That's what I've always thought. Yeah. I I don't think I ever. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I wonder what Brady thinks. That'd be interesting. I am very curious what Brady thinks. We'll we'll ask him next time because he'll be with us for the episode six. Episode six. Yeah, I I never got the sense that it was he was genuinely crazy and got snapped back into reality by Luke's presence. Snapped back to reality. Ope. There goes gravity. Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) 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 I didn't think it was that funny, but okay. Uh, It was just like... uh, The implication behind the joke (laughs) is that you were like, I want to be included. I know this. Mom's spaghetti. I got it. But also just... (laughs) Oops. Gravity, mom's spaghetti is spilled on the floor. You, you do know what I'm referencing, right? Yes. Okay, make sure. Make sure. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to our M M&M and M podcast, where we talk about different flavors of M and M's. My favorite are the peanut butter ones. What about you, Stephen? The mom's spaghetti flavor. I hate you. Thank you. I try very hard to you. not be liked. <laughs> um, what about some? Honorable mentions moments. The Wampa scene. Wampa, Wampa, Wampa. Also, the Wampa scene that never got made. You have my attention. Uh, you remember the scene in the hallway of the ice of the rebel base? Jace. When uh, there's some chunks of ice falling on R2? Jace. Uh, that is supposed to be the result of Wampas digging their way into the base. Jeez. There's supposed to be a sequence where a handful of Wampas get into the base and the Rebels have to fight them off. Wow. But it never got made, and so R2 just had random ice fall on his head. Poor R2. I'll say that's what I've heard. I've heard it from multiple sources. Are over... any of those sources George Lucas? Uh, they were all George Lucas of some form. Which is him ghostwriting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. What's your favorite line? My favorite line. Um. One day I was walking and I saw a big log. And underneath the log was a tiny little stick. (laughs) And I thought, that log had a child. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't man. Oh my goodness That's <laughs> Seagulls is one of the best Songs out there Not gonna lie Oh gosh Okay My favorite line Um I have to give props To I am your father Often, often, often misquoted as Luke, I am your father. Yeah, because he, he's just like, I am your father. Yeah, 
Also have to give props to now, now. That's impossible. That's my that's my favorite line. One of the best examples of how Star Wars is not known for its amazing acting. Yeah, it it felt even when I was a little kid, I saw that and thought like that seems really forced. There's a reason that Empire Strikes Back is one of the best bad lip readings. <laughs> that yeah, that's true. Um, my favorite line. Hmm. It's either I know. Or I think it might be I know. So is this one more your favorite line is more derived out of the comedy or rather the unintentional comedy of it? I don't it? know. It's it is a I don't know, because it kind of it kind of does the opposite of what you would expect because when 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 she said it says I love you and he goes, I know, you would think it'd be like, Wow, what a douchebag. Like imagine saying that, but like it ha it does. It is weirdly like very very emotional in that moment. Yeah, and maybe like because in, in your first viewings of the movie, you don't actually know if he's gonna live or die. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that. Like he's supposed to live, but it's already stated like he might not. Yeah. So if you're watching it for the first time and Leia says, I love you, and he says, I know, you can interpret that as he doesn't want to return the sentiment verbally because if he does die, that would break her heart. But if he just leaves it like, yeah, I know, then if he dies, then from her perspective, it's not like, oh, he loved me too, and then he died. It's just he knows that I love him. Yeah. And Hashtag it, it, Han is not a nerf herder. He, no, he's not. But he is. Uh, he herds nerf. Do you know what a nerf is? Is it poop? No. I thought it was poop. No, it's an actual animal. Is it a poopy animal that poops a lot? No, it's it's like a... Is it an animal that stinks? It's like a cow. Do you know what an auroch is? Is it a... Is that poop? <laughs> Oh my god, you child. <laughs> this is by far our like silliest episode. <laughs> you know, really? Uh do you do you know what an Oroch is in 5e? No. It's like a it's like a bull that is it's like a monstrous kind of bull. It's it's got horns. It looks like a Texas longhorn cow, but it's bulkier. Like a minotaur? More vicious. It's on all fours, unlike a minotaur. Like like a mean bull. Yes, but that is very carnivorous. I feel like you went with a really terrible example here. Oh my god, I'll just We don't need to picture. explain what a nerf herder is. It's fine. Anyway. Yes, we, um, we also need to explain what a walking carpet is and every other insult in Star Wars because... It's also when we so this movie is when we get the there is another uh, referring to Leia for the first time, um, or was he referring to Ray, or was he referring to Grogu? Eh. When when Yoda says, like, uh, Obi Wan's like he can't fail, 
he's our last chance. And Yoda's like, there is another. Leia. Or Grogu. Or Rey. Well, he wouldn't have any reason to believe Grogu survived. Unless he knew in the Force. No. Unless he, the Force. Unless they have like a special like hive mind. You know, it's possible. We just don't know. We just don't know. Um, But I have a feeling by the time Disney's done with Star Wars, we will know. Yeah, it'll be their worst mistake they ever make. Oh my God, it'll be like uh, the BBC answering the question about Doctor Who. Oh, well, they answered the question of who is Doctor Who. And it like, pissed off every single Doctor Who fan. Because the whole premise of the character and the show in all of its iterations was nobody knows who the Doctor is. Then they decided to do an episode where they answered the question. And it's, it's kind of the same with Yoda's species. Is at this point, the whole gimmick of Yoda's species is we know nothing. They better do a damn good job. And when they answer it, people will be upset merely because they answer. Even if they do a fantastic job answering it, if they do, people will be upset. Very upset. Yeah. It's just in the same way that people were upset with Han Solo because they're like, we didn't want his backstory. We were fine with him as he was i i kind of wanted his backstory i didn't mind but especially if it included donald glover and woody harrelson i love woody harrelson i love donald glover that's moments no we were talking about lines no we were talking about lines i just said that Mm, i don't think so (laughs) okay yeah okay You'll, you'll learn how wrong you are when you edit this um, no, I just I realized that we weren't. I was gonna say no, we were talking about moments, but I realized mid sentence that we were talking about lines, and I was like, mm, no, we we're talking about lines. <laughs> okay. Anywho, now way. Okay, so our next question was influence. How does this is this is one of the movies I had in mind. When I came up with the question, how does this influence Star Wars? Because it does a lot. It does. It introduces bounty hunters, which would go on to become a very important part of Star Wars as a whole. Yeah. Um, they're a major like industry. Yeah. It is like a it is a it is a, a major faction of the Star Wars universe. You always have you know, and any time you always have the Jedi, the Sith the Republican Empire, the whatever huts. it is, and then you have bounty hunters. Right. If you're gonna, if you're playing a video game, there's you bounty hunters. Soldier, Jedi, bounty hunter. Like if you're, if you're reading a comic, the main character at some point will be hunted by a bounty hunter, exactly. or become one, or is already one. Exactly. Bounty hunters is gonna be a great episode that we like, will do eventually. You know, they're mentioned in Episode Four, but we don't see them. In the original. In the remaster, we do see them, but they're just kind of in the background. I guess Greedo is attempting to collect a bounty. Yeah. But... Uh, but it's not as, like... It's not as intentional or plot important as 
the whole scene with Vader. Like, exactly. With Vader in this movie, you establish Boba Fett, IG-88. Bosk. Bosk. Dengar. Dengar. Uh, Dude, Dengar and Robot Chicken is one of my favorite. <laughs> like, hey guys, I'm Dengar. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it establishes like the main. Uh, God, I can't remember his name, but he's the the other droid. The yeah, the the like old model protocol droid. Yeah, with like the the nose, the the bug eyes. Yeah, the bug eyes, and then there's the actual bug alien. Next to him, that's a species called the Gand. They're like fly people. Well, anyway, uh, introduces bounty hunters. Um, it had a big impact on the games, like on the it really ex- did, yeah, on the extended universe. Uh, huge, huge impact because this was like right in the heart of the war between the rebellion and the empire. Because this movie takes place. Because this one is the first year? time we see them actually at war, like yes. where the 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 rebels have an army, and there are like full fledged battles. Like we got Battlefront from this movie. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, also the prequels. But well, I know, but like there would this... be no there would be no Battlefront without Empire Strikes Back. That's true. There well, there would be no uh, Empire era to that game. Yeah. But. Unless they made like a guerrilla warfare video game. This, like a stealth shooter. There are a lot I, of games that, that this mo- that are based off of this movie. And I mean, I can't even think of all I mean, of when them. Starkiller shows up and. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, I mean, we get. Darth Vader is Luke's father, aka Anakin Skywalker. Major plot points. Um, we like the entirety of the Mandalorian race started with Boba Fett in Empire That's, Strikes Back. That is true. Like, we get so much in. Like, if you think of everything that started with Empire Strikes Back, like we wouldn't get the entire lore piece that like the Trandoshans uh, hunt Wookies for sport. Right. Without having Bosk in Empire Strikes Back. I will say there is one thing about the Mandalorians and Boba Fett. His original appearance is in the holiday special. I know. Which are released, but he was the only part of that movie that people actually, like, genuinely enjoyed. And that's why he's in Empire Strikes Back as a, a much more, like, major part of it. Uh, because he was so well received out of that special, and then we get, because I think like the whole thing of like the Mythosaur and the Mandalorians, like their their core identity as being like a yeah, warrior yeah. race comes from that segment of the holiday special and Boba's character in it. Anyway, I'm gonna cut that out so I sound smart. Okay. <laughs> um. Hmm. Influence, influence. Uh, Force okay. ghosts. Well, I have a- Force ghosts are introduced in. This they movie. did really expand the force powers in this, and, and kind of, kind of not. Like I wouldn't it, say that. Well, they showed Luke that he could pick things up. Oh shoot! 
This is the first time we see, like, the Force. Like, we see oh it in God. active use. We see some, like... I never even thought of that. Because, like, in Episode 4, there's, like, the Force in that Luke... Use the Force, Luke. There's use the Force, and, like, it's oh, more it's, of, like, no, a... No, it's, no, it's use the Force, Luke. <laughs> Luke. Warm. Wade. <laughs> Poor Wade. He gets trashed Screw on. Wade. He gets trashed on so much. He has to wade through it all. I hate you. <laughs> no wait. This Dad joke incoming. Three, this... two, one. Wade. <laughs> anyway, um, um can yeah, you... it's all intangible in episode four. In episode five, it becomes tangible. I never even thought with of that. Telekinesis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because not only do we see Yoda doing it, we see Darth doing it, like all, like a lot. Like that's when do we mo- see Yoda use telekinesis? That's all Luke. Yoda's just talking to him. Luke's the one lifting the, the X-wing. Don't look at me like that. You know what? Let's uh. Edit all of that out. I'm going to loop that for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an expert in Star Wars, I promise. I'm so happy right now. Stop looking at me like that. It was a momentary lap in judgment. I'm the smart one here. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Oh yeah, Yoda. We see Yoda doing it. We see Darth Vader doing it. We see Luke doing it. We introduce Force Ghosts here, which goes on to be very important later on. It goes. It's extremely important in the EU as well. I mean, Dagobah is very important in yeah. going forward in Star Wars. Oh, the... does Cal Kestis in Fallen Order go to Dagobah? I can't remember. I I don't either. I don't think so. Uh, but I have a feeling he will in in Survivor. The Force Cave. We now Spooky learn cave. that the force can be strong with areas and locations, like places, yeah, and not just people. Uh, you get the force vision of the whole cave scene, so yeah. we know the force can cause that kind of hallucinations, right? So it's way more than just a feeling, yeah, and being able to—it's more than a feeling, yeah the hell was that it's more than a feeling okay moving on you literally said the phrase more than a feeling and i had to sing the song by boston that's incorrect probably hold up continue speaking uh what else did empire strikes back really influence it uh, added a lot. I was right. It is Boston. Congratulations. I'm, I'm You're a, somewhat smarter than I'm, you were before. I'm quitting. Thank God. Oh, no. Yeah, good luck editing your this podcast with what? Your phone? I have a computer. With what? Your other software? Yes. Like video audio editing software that you use yes well crap <laughs> turn this into a one-man show all i bring to the table steven literally this laptop <laughs> we are at a table um it's more of a desk no it's more of a 
It's a desk table. It's a, it's a tesk or a table. I like table. Table's much better than a tesk. All right. Tesk. Hashtag tesk. Hashtag table. What do you guys think? <laughs> Hit us up in the comments. There are three of you. <laughs> Which one of you will be the tiebreaker? Uh, all right. What would you, Steven, change about this here movie here? If I could, I'd put an actual seagull in Dagobah just in the background. Give some validity to the song. I think it kind of goes the same with A New Hope. Like, it's it all comes down to just script writing and acting. It's yeah. really the only problems with these movies. Honestly, I think I would probably up the stakes with 3PO a little bit. Because he got blasted to smithereens by a stormtrooper. But it wasn't the that... stormtroopers are this precise. It, it... Someone tell me how good my impressions are, because I think they're pretty good. But I'm going to stop doing them if you guys think they're bad. Okay, that, that one I will tell you, it sounded more like Palpatine than it did Kenobi. The attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. Sorry, buffered there for a second. Okay. Um, uh, 3PO was put back together a little too easily, I think. That or if 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 uh, Chewbacca had to like scrounge for a different part, like a red arm. Or leg. He already had a mismatched leg. Yeah, but he gets a red one later. I know. And and if he got it here, then Force Awakens would be a little less bad. Force Awakens is fine. Not it's anymore. bad because of Last Jedi and Skywalker, which is not why we're here today. I know. We're I here know. to talk about episode five. If I can The Empire Return Jedi Strikes Back a New Hope. If I can dunk on the sequels just a little bit, then I will. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. If they or if they had done something to try to make what C three PO knew, like what it was that blew him up, a little more difficult to figure out than just turn him on and he's like stormtroopers. It 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 did give a little suspense. I mean. Us not knowing what it was, yeah. But I think for the characters in the movie, within the story, I think if they had added just a little bit more so that the question itself was was raised, I think it would have made that part of the storyline a little bit more interesting and a little bit more impactful. You know, from this, from right here, it looks like you have a very large goatee. I thought you were going to say nose. Nope, goatee. Okay. You couldn't pull it off. Don't grow a <laughs> You know what? I don't plan to. Steven, what would you change? Acting and screenwriting. Dialogue, oh, you already dialogue said that. writing. 
Dial-up writing? Dialogue. That's really the only problems like I have with these old movies, man. And like hire the guy that did the choreography for all of Kurosawa's movies to yeah. do the fight scenes. Yeah, the, they are bad. Well, the fight scene between Vader and Luke was much better than the fight scene between Vader and Kenobi. I little hot take here. Come at me in the comments. There are no good lightsaber fights in the entirety of the original trilogy. To be fair, you also grew up with the prequels. Grew up with the prequels. Yep. So you're comparing to those. And when you do that comparison, definitely all of the lightsaber fights in the originals are lacking. Because uh, they're just not as flashy. They're not as acrobatic. But even for for what they are, they're bad. They are bad for like just regular ass sword combat. Not the duel between Luke and Vader. Cinem- cinematically, it's great. Cinem- the colors and the shots and oh, everything are fine. That way, yes. The the actual but the fighting itself is not good. It's pretty realistic. I don't want realistic. I want good sword fights. You want flashy, fancy sword fights. You want swashbuckling. They're not swashbuckling, but you want swashbuckling. Okay, that's fine. This is sci-fi. You know what we get when we get realistic in sci-fi? We get lasers arcing in space. And lightning hitting Even the ground Even that's not first. realistic. Exactly. But he was trying to make it realistic. Ladies and gentlemen, that is unfortunately all the time we're going to have for today. I would say this is a criminally short episode, but... I would agree. We didn't really have much more to say about it. This we talked a lot about influence, and I'm okay with that. Um, thank you for listening, first and foremost. Um, we are reachable at a2ta.humancyborgrelations at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want to have questions to answer. We want to have fans, like real fans. Not that you're not a real fan. Washington. I didn't. No, I'm cutting that out. I'm going to leave that blank. <laughs> There's going to be a silence there. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, Washington. ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. We will see you next time. Adios. Stop it. I say adios. Already. Adios.